your favorite cartoon characters will help you understand how drugs and alcohol can ruin your life. So watch the program. Talk about it with your family. Welcome, everyone, to Mike and Ethan's uh, special presentation, or... Alf will not be seen tonight. Alf will not be seen tonight, so we can bring you the special presentation of A Family Circus Easter. It's appropriate that we're doing this, because uh, it is just Easter right now, as we're recording yes, this. Yes, it's, it's Easter week, or actually, it's the week after Easter. So, so I think I'm... if you're... I think if Easter comes at the is the last day of your break, then it's Easter vacation. But if it's the first day of your vacation, it's spring break. Woo! Yeah, so you know, enjoy your uh, your uh, beer out of your red cups and your you know yeah. your uh, your crazy times down in Cancun or whatever dangling the kids pe- do. dangling people off of balconies while your uh, shirt is being blurred out. Oh, good times. Um, or, you know, unless you're, uh, um, uh, I guess that's, uh, yeah. The, what else do you do after Easter? That's about it, right? Uh, yeah, um, I don't know. Well, I was about to I'm, say, is Passover sometimes after Easter? But no, it couldn't have been. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, no, Easter is specifically measured after Passover. So, Oh, it is? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's how you know when Easter is, is because there was this... I think the the Last Supper was in fact a Passover setter. Oh, it was a pa- oh, I did not actually, you know what? I didn't know that either. I, I might be wrong, but I um I did not pay a lot of attention when I was in CCD. Yeah. And I was mostly just drawing mustaches on the disciples, which was <laughs> actually kind of redundant because they all already have mustaches. But so but then you gave them like really big curly handlebar mustaches, so they all look like they're like, <laughs> I'll tie Jesus to the railroad tracks. <laughs> yeah, though now that I think about it, I have a feeling that CCD probably wouldn't have mentioned that it was a Passover, you know, supper. Oh. They might have left that thing out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, Catholic Church is some not very good about acknowledging the, uh, yeah. you know, things like that. I sometimes. Uh, they forget. I, don't know, I just, I just like to like. Of course, everyone would have deferred to Jesus to be the one to lead the setter, so he would be the one to choose who was the the wisest son and ask uh, why was this night different from all other nights. Oh yeah, what is that? Is that all I know about Passover seders? I learned from the Rugrats. <laughs> well, that's a pretty good source, actually. They were I very didn't... dedicated to uh, the idea that uh, because uh, because. Tommy's grandparents were Jewish, and his mother means his mother was Jewish, and means he was Jewish. So they did all that stuff. So it makes sense. But I just remember, so now I always think of satyrs as just, I always think of Stu just holding a piece of celery up and saying like, "What does this vegetable mean?" <laughs> because I've lost control of my life. Yeah, <laughs> I got I bought a gross of eggs. 
Uh, now, we'll do, now we're just going to quote Rugrats at each other all night, yes. which is appropriate because we're talking about something that also involves babies. Yeah, um, something that also involves cute mispronunciations. And, uh, well, what else do they do that... Well, what do they do that Rugrats doesn't do? The dotted line thing. That, oh, that's right. Yes, that doesn't have... show up in the in this special, unfortunately. But uh, the Family Circus, for those of you who don't know, was the creation of the cartoonist Bill Keen, featuring a family which was literally based on his own family to the point where when he, he and his wife had a fourth child, so did the family in the in the series. A lot of people don't realize that PJ was actually born during the comic strip. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so they're... So... All the other kids, they have um, analogs in real life as well. Yes, it's not necessarily their real names, because uh, the, the, two, the two parents, their names are Thel and Bill, which are the real names of Bill Keen and his wife, Thel. And uh, this, the, old, the elder son, his real name is Glenn, and you've probably heard of him because he grew up to be a great animator with Disney. Oh, yes, Glenn, I have heard yes, of him. Yes, Glenn Keen, yes. But uh, in the series, he's... He's Billy, the youngest, well, the oldest son, who I think he's seven mm. or eight. I forget how old he is. And um, so, Jeff, but then Jeffy in real life is. Um, His real name is, is, in fact, Jeff. So, Oh, is it? Okay. And he's the one that took over the family circus. And yes, now, Bill right? King. Yes, Bill King did die about five to ten years ago, and his son Jeff has taken over. So, is there and, a doll? So, what does Dolly do in real life? I don't know. I'm guessing that her real name is Dorothy. That's usually what Dolly stands for. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know, and I don't know what PJ stands for either. Usually, it stands for something like Paul Junior. But since his name isn't Paul, yeah, I don't know. Um, I always assumed that, like, uh, I knew that the Jeffy and Billy were based on real kids. I kind of assumed yes. that it was an amalgamation of like real and fiction, kind of like how. Um, you know, for better or for worse, started out as being based on Lynn Johnson's real family, and then she just started adding new characters like April. Yeah, well, she well April was specifically based on her as a child, so that was why she had a, a ver- kind of a special connection with April. But yeah, uh, but April was I didn't know that, but April wasn't based on an actual yeah, kid of hers. Like April Michael wasn't based on one of her own children. No, oh, okay. this isn't like Will and Abe graining either. So uh, although. Yeah. A lot of it might be. Oh, did you know that Abe actually worked on uh, Disenchanted? I did not, though Abe does look a lot like Elfo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the character the, Abe. I mean, yeah, like, the, Dra- the Dracula cape Abe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, that's interesting. I, I didn't realize that. But, you know, it's good that the, the strong tradition of uh, cartoon nepotism continues. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's mean, face. that's mean. But, you know. Um, I mean, she did fine on uh, Disenchanted. Is fine. It's good work. Yeah, I've, I still haven't watched it. I, I mean, you know, it's if you're trying to recapture that Futurama lightning in a bottle, it's not gonna, it's not gonna work out for you. So you really just have to approach it as a new thing. So yeah, it's yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's all I can really <laughs> say about it. I have no problem with it. Um, I don't wish it any specific harm. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, uh, so should we talk about the family circus? Just because I don't know if the kids out there will have ever okay. heard of this. Yeah, comic the, strip. the family circus. The family circus is one of those single panel strips, like The Far Side or Marmaduke or Heathcliff. And every panel has one, you know, basically one drawing and one caption, and that is where I know. The Family Circus best from, not from the newspaper, but because 
in the early 2000s, there was this wonderful website, there still is, called Spinweb, or Spinweb. Uh, yes. And Spinweb was home to this the, to the dysfunctional family circus, which was just blank family circus cartoons with the caption excised, and they let you submit your own captions, and it became this incredibly, you know... I, I told Greg Galsick of Spinweb that it was one of the most reliable wellsprings of laughter during my teens and twenties, and mm. uh, that's absolutely that. And they we learned so much more about the characters through Dysfunctional Family Circus <laughs> than well, you honestly, ever did yeah. <laughs> in fifty years worth of cartoons. I mean, <laughs> I still think of Jeffy as bacon hair, and <laughs> <laughs> I still I still um, I still laugh remembering uh, the cat's ass. Uh, <laughs> it's the cat's but, ass <laughs> yeah but actually i will i do remember that they had uh there were a few rather uh raunchy running gags on there uh one oh, of them yes. being i'm tripping over my nutsack in a frenzy of dick play <laughs> and that was one that like when i first went to college i used frequently in real life when i didn't know what else to say whoa because, i'm tripping my nutsack in a frenzy of dick play <laughs> yeah i had like some like cool guy roommates that I didn't really connect with and I never knew what to say when they were talking because they'd always be like saying like, you know, cool guy stuff. And you're like, about, like yeah, yeah, me too, guys. Huh? Wait up. Yeah, exactly. And it was like the little dog following the, the bulldog and, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, come on, Jeffy, yeah. And like, they'd be <laughs> talking about like, Oh, you know, their, their, uh, their sexual conquests. And I'd be like, oh, I'm tripping over my nutsack in a frenzy of dick play. <laughs> Not realizing what that actually meant at the time, because no. I was a fucking idiot, but like, you know, <laughs> um, but they actually, for, but they were like, well, it sounds real cool. So apparently they didn't know what it meant either. No. So they were probably making up most of the things they said too. Um, well, it's, it's good that you didn't uh, embrace something like poop holds the tent where it is. But... <laughs> oh, I forgot about that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what name did you usually submit captions under when you were me? On, uh, oh, you can yeah. find me under Rave KV if you have the uh, if you have the uh, archives had handy. There is a place to get the DFC archives, but uh, you know, I will do Greg a favor and not tell you. You'll have to look it up for yourself. Ooh, it's all on on the deep web. Yeah, um, yeah, because I believe uh, that was something where uh, Bill Keen himself actually uh, contacted him and asked him to take it down, didn't he? Yeah. And he and the thing is that Bill had really enjoyed it at first, but he felt it was getting too raunchy. Yeah, I remember when he when I guess uh, Greg wrote about it, saying that like you know uh, Bill Keen talked to him uh, directly and uh, was mm. just such a nice guy about it that he felt bad and decided he wasn't going to fight it. Yeah, uh, you know if he'd gone good. through him if. If it had been like a blue-haired Simpsons lawyer saying, we have a court order here from the estate of Bill Keen, then he would have fought it. But since Bill actually called him in person to ask, is like, you know, it, it would be a real dick move to just to dig my heels in over this. So yeah, yeah. Well, he felt you know, like he'd been, he'd been respected by a fellow cartoonist, because yeah. Spin is a cartoonist himself. So Yeah, and you know, it's... It, um, it's Notable to compare that to another similar incident, which I'm sure we'll speak of in another episode. We've talked about Dilbert uh, <laughs> with uh, Scott Adams' reaction to uh, Leisure Town. But, oh, but, Dilbert hole. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think we'll, um, that's a story in itself that we uh, should probably save. For, yeah, there um, isn't a Dilbert holiday special, is there? There is a Dilbert cartoon series, though. So yes, I know there's a Dilbert cartoon series. I don't know. I, 
I, just, I, mean, I was just kind of hoping that there was like a very Dilbert Easter or something like that. Well, what would be a, a Dilbert <laughs> holiday? They would, it'd probably just be Secretary's Day or Boss's Day or something. That'd be great, yeah. A very Dilbert Administrative Professionals Day. Yeah, so, you know. Um, or um, I think they would be, oh god, no. It would be Dilbert Father's Day, and it would be entirely <laughs> just Scott Adams ranting about the, uh, the treachery of family courts. <laughs> oh god. <sighs> but anyway, <clears throat> but uh, Family Circus is um, is a comic. It's like yeah. like you said, it's one circle. Uh, usually, it's the kids making like a cute malaprop, or yes. um, the kid walking a really long, circuitous path to get somewhere, and there's like a dotted line showing their path. Yeah. Or the... oh, sorry. Go on. Oh, and the third joke they do is where, like, something is broken, and uh. Mom is like, who broke this? And they're all like, not me, and a ghost is like, who says not me on the chest? It's like, ooh. I'm... Yes, they have, yes, those are goblins. There's three invisible goblins that do all the uh, mischief in the house. There's not three. me. Yes. Right? Actually, not there's, me. A, there's a fourth one. There's there's not me, then there's right? a sister, Ida No. I remember her. And there's a third one named Nobody. He's got a hat and a mustache. Oh, I've never seen nobody. Yeah. And then there's a fourth one who is actually helpful. His name is Oh Yeah. He's the one who reminds things kids of things too late. Like, oh yeah, mom, I need a bunny suit for the Easter play this weekend. I feel like that's a later edition. Is I think oh, so. Is Oh Yeah from the uh, the, the Jeff Keen years? No, no. I remember him in the... Uh, he was oh, there new... for the Dysfunctional Family Circus, yeah. Oh, okay. And everyone's... And the first thing that happens is Billy sitting up in bed going, oh, yeah. So everyone was making Kool-Aid man jokes. but <laughs> As you do. I mean, who could resist that wonderful setup? <laughs> who could resist that delicious taste of Kool-Aid? Yeah. Hey, Kool-Aid! <laughs> then, you, uh, um, and then, then you go on vacation with your little pennant. <laughs> oh, yeah, the pennant. Let's not forget. Whenever they go on vacation, which is fairly frequently... The I mean PJ who never speaks. Wait, no, he 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 spoke once. He? I remember. Yeah, oh. he PJ never speaks, but every time they go on a uh, trip, he's always holding a pennant with the name of whatever city they're in, so you don't forget what's going on. Yeah, you know, which is a good good economy of storytelling. Yeah, so. it is actually. Uh, Since they only I have one circle to tell it, <laughs> I wouldn't call it. Uh, uh, environmental storytelling or anything, but it's a, it's no. pretty good. No, so, there's one strip I remember where PJ talked, where what's that he, one? Had, he had let go of his mom's hand and he was pointing at a, uh, at a parking meter, sobbing his heart out and saying, candy. Oh, <laughs> that's amusing. It is actually, that seems like the kind of thing that could be a real thing, thing that happened. Yeah, you know, I gotta say, like, Family Circus is one of those strips that, like, it was very cool to hate when I was younger, you know, because it's, like, kind yeah, of... Baby it, stuff. Yeah, it's baby stuff. It's kind of sappy. It's, like, for grandparents. Um, but, you know, as an kind adult looking at it, I'm, like... overtly religious, too, Yes, so. that's true. Um, you know, but the, the thing is, like, sometimes it's a strip that, like... It's a strip, yeah, it gets kind of Jesus-y sometimes. It gets kind of dead grandpa hovering over your beddy sometimes. Yeah. Um, you know, as an adult, I look at it and I don't hate it anymore. I still don't like it because it's not really funny or good, but 
it's not for me. It's like I just realized like, well, may, I'll wait another 30 years and then I'll look at it and be like, oh, I just love this good, wholesome humor. Oh, it's so nice. I just love the family circus. Yeah. <laughs> I use the same joke every week, but I'm just a sucker for this little Moppets imp shenanigans. <laughs> That's when, from the uh, movie Freaked, by the way, which you should totally see. That is a good movie, actually. It is. Yes. I mean, I can I can understand if uh, the if Mr. T kills it for you, but you know, if you can if you can hack that, the rest of it's really good. It's you know, it is a movie of its time. Yes. So, you know, it's um it's not unproblematic, but Mm-mm. um it is uh, it's surprisingly good for what it is. I mean it's one of those I movies mean, that really you watch and you're like, Oh, this movie has no right to be this good. Yeah. I mean so a movie that's brave enough to dress a hammer up in a little milkman costume, you know, gets an A for effort from me. Yeah. And plus, I, I like that one useful thing about that movie is literally any time now that some politician says something stupid uh, and you want to make a Twitter joke about it, you just post a picture of that politician and a picture of the human worm. And I guarantee you they always <laughs> look exactly the same. It's, it's a great gag. You can't go wrong with this. <laughs> it's a little tip for you kids out there yeah. who want to be big on the Twitter. You know, it's too bad there's no uh, politicians that smoke pipes anymore. <laughs> oh, that's true. Uh, you have to go way back to the, uh, yeah. you know, uh, the old days yeah. of, um, you know, uh, who was the last politician who did a pipe? Oh, jeez. I don't know. It seems like the kind of thing that... Uh, that FDR would do, but with his fireside chats and everything. But I might be wrong. I don't know. I think he had one of those cigarettes and those, like, you know, the long yeah. thingy. The thingy. Yeah, he had that... one of those long cigarette holders that you're supposed to smoke if you're like a dragon lady. That or the like, if you're doing a sexy song on top of a piano. Yeah. Well, you know, that's that was how FDR got his start. Yeah, that was what he was doing for the fireside chats. He was yeah. uh, dressing up in a slinky red dress with a ruffled uh purple boa and and that's why at the end of the chat he always ended with like the <laughs> as he like you know kind of swaggered out and uh you know <laughs> anyway <laughs> the family circus family um, circus we're looking at an easter special since it is easter time and what better way to celebrate the uh, sacrifice of our lord and savior jesus christ than uh, watching the family circus. Um, yeah, this is uh, um, well. Uh, should, should we talk about first? First, what this family this special is about? Yes, it's about um, the kids of the family circus are concerned because they think that the Easter Bunny will hide eggs too difficult for PJ to find, and so they catch the Easter Bunny and hide the eggs themselves. Yes, and um, but. Then it turns out, is it the Easter Bunny or not? Ooh, Ooh. we'll never know. Um, <laughs> so, so anyway, that's the basic plot of a family circus Easter. Um, yeah, there's not much to it. It kind of, it's all kind of leading toward a big musical number at the end. But with a special uh, guest. Oh yes, a very special guest. You would never guess who it was. But actually, there's another special guest who produced this. Can you guess who it is? Who is it? It's Edward Cullen. Wait, that name is real. You mean the guy from Twilight? Yes, it was actually produced by Edward Cullen. 
the vampire? <laughs> yes, he. I guess uh, he was taking a break from living in from living in Forks and going to high school to uh, produce animated specials for a while. <laughs> well, it's great, you know. <laughs> he was making no, it was like <laughs> this is <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, you know that's why vampires can vampires can only animate when it's uh, when during a thunderstorm because the crash of like their pens on paper is just so loud. Now I wish I had a one of those old. You know how everyone used to have those shirts that said Edward on them, and he was like in all like sparkly vampire. And I wish I had one where he had like a pencil and he he had like drawn family circus characters all over the rest of the shirt. <laughs> It was like, team boy, nobody Edward. would get that. <laughs> Are you on Team Jeffy or Team Billy? <laughs> I don't know. Which one do I want Bella to have sex with? Jo- gosh, <laughs> none of them. <laughs> well, you know, now that I think about it, I guess it makes sense. You know, there is a lot of supernatural stuff happening in the family circus. What with the goblins oh, yeah. and the dead grandpa and everything. And never aging. And Yeah, so um, <laughs> it all fits together. Man. And, of course, <laughs> meeting the Easter Bunny. Yeah. So, well, actually, who is Edward Cullen? Uh, Edward Cullen was just the uh, producer, but I specifically said produced by Edward Cullen. So. Oh, okay. Were we, just, <laughs> were we actually like mentioning him because he had the same name as the vampire? Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> I thought maybe there was some actual, he was some actual big name guy that I just didn't know about. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just, just somebody <laughs> who happened to share the name with the vampire. I'm doing a bit here, Michael. <laughs> oh, well, I mean... <laughs> I love to ruin things, uh, <laughs> but no, that's that. Um, that uh, it, well, you know, it's Easter, so it's all about people rising from the grave. So it's appropriate oh! that a vampire produced this. It is that is a good connection, yes. And then we get all the all the other uh, all the other credits go by Varney and uh, Count von Count and everyone. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, Nosferatu. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, Count Chocula. Yeah. Uh, Count Ducula. <laughs> Quackula. Quackula? Was yeah. there a Quackula? Yeah, there actually. Do you you don't remember Quackula? Was that on Ducktales? No, he was. Um, so um, on the New Adventures of Heckle and Jekyll, which was a very short-lived cartoon by I believe Lou Scheimer. Shimer? Whoa. You know that guy. Um, wow, man, this is going into the weeds. Yeah, the second half of the cartoon was uh, Count Quackula, who was um, really a, a bad version of Count Duckula, but with a better yeah. name. Because Yeah, you're right. I mean, I would pick Quackula over Duckula, but... Uh, yeah, but, uh, but it was you know, not a good Count cartoon. Count Duckula itself is... You know, of those Thames shows, Duckula was definitely my favorite. I was never really into Danger Mouse myself. No, I, I liked that they were all bird puns. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, no, um, oh God, but also he had a really cool theme song. <laughs> You'll have to sing it for us later, dear. <laughs> uh, I just remember that it says Duckula a lot, but yeah, <laughs> Duckula, like that sort of thing. <laughs> no, it um, has this. It has a theme song that's mostly uh, canned sound effects. It was yeah. like something like, if you're feeling, ah! Or you're kind of, <laughs> You know, it's all it's very similar to Under the Trap Door theme song. 
Like, yeah, look that, in the that's trap a, door. Yeah, I know trap. I know the trap door show. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, that's kind of a thing with British car- telly, I guess. Yeah, um, I guess they just you know British kids love sound effects. Well, because maybe it has something to do with the Hammer films being a big thing over there, and Dracula being you know they were really into the old Universal monster movies, even at a time when we on this side of the pond thought of them as kind of uh, hokey and outdated, and we were into yeah. things we were into things like Jason. Oh yeah, well you know the you know European culture is always about like twenty years behind. Oh yeah, it's like how the how Canada didn't get the eighties until nineteen ninety four. Yeah, man, I wouldn't want to be Canada now. <laughs> um, I don't know. When do you think Canada's going to get twenty sixteen? Maybe we should move there. Mm. <laughs> oh, Canada! Um, <laughs> that was another great Cartoon Network show. Oh yeah, I do remember. I remember that one. Um, I remember that mostly because of the one episode where they had that kid talking about his stupid sweater. Oh, I hated <laughs> that kid. I hated that stupid cartoon so much because it was like it was like what like it was approximately like a hundred years long, and it was all about this kid whining about how. Everyone in town made fun of him because his mom bought him a sweater for the wrong hockey team. And it's just like, my mother bought me the Toronto Maple Leaf sweater, but I did not like it. Oh, I wish all the beavers would come and eat my sweater. And it's like, oh, God, shut up. I hate this. Uh. There were other, I mean, Canadian cartoons were better, but I just remember oh, like, yeah, really yeah. hating that one about the stupid sweater. Um, <laughs> now I have to find the stupid sweater cartoon. <laughs> I don't know why I hated it so much. I think it was just something about this ungrateful kid whining about his sweater. And also it's like, oh, you know what? Oh, oh, bunch of Canadian kids talking about how much they love hockey. And it's like, you know what? Maybe you should be try to be less stereotypical Canadian kid because – you know, I mean, seriously, Canadian kid into hockey, a little problematic, a little bit of stereotype. That's, that's like having an American kid talking about how into cheeseburgers he is. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, granted, would be super hot, but also very problematic. <laughs> uh, my mom, she bought me the wrong cheeseburger. It has, <laughs> it has blue instead of um, camembert. <laughs> it's like, why laugh when you're born astride a grave? <laughs> Yes, we come from um, French Michigan. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Oh man, Um, that's that's uh, well, you know, here in the states, when they have all the road signs in two languages, we have road signs. What? I'm sorry. In two, in French and English. Oh really? Oh mm. no, I don't. I was going to say what around your town. I'm going to have to look next time. But, yeah, well, you know, we do have a very substantial French population out here in California. Uh-huh. There is that. Yeah. Um, anyway, Family Circus, right? Yes. <laughs> Am so, I right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, Family. You know, Family Circus does open in, in uh, perfect Family Circus uh, style, though, because it's about like ten minutes of the kids just doing nonstop kitty, cute kitty talk. Yeah, it feels like. Oh, that's another thing they do on Family Circus is a lot of the Sunday strips are one drawing with like 10 or 12 different uh, word balloons stuck in just as just to represent 
idle kid chatter as they do some uh, something like trying to get the kids dressed for Sunday school or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And this this actually is very much like that because the dad is just kind of standing there hapless and quiet as the kids just kind of just, you know, rapid fire, just blather out unrelated kid talk. Yeah. About like, yo, is, is, is dying the eggs the same as killing them? And then no. Jeffy is just like... <laughs> Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Oh, I dropped the egg. And um, give it to the baby; he won't know the difference. Yeah, and it's it's like just they're just doing kid stuff, but it's funny because the dad is like, well, it's great because the way the Bill Keen, the dad in in Family Circus, looks, the way he's drawn in the comic strip as well as this animated special, he's basically just like he's always got like he's got the glasses that cover his eyes, so that he's got no eyes no visible eyes and just kind of like a kind of blah, this, this very expressionless mouth. So he always yeah. just looks like he's kind of in a daze. Oh yeah. And I noticed that, uh, when the kids are talking, you know, sometimes they get big round O mouths and the mouths project up into their little, uh, parentheses noses. And it's really weird. Yeah. It starts to look like a, like a flapjack thing. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, they do that a lot. I guess it's supposed to be cute, but um, it just looks kind of mm. weird. It's all, it looks like they are doing a clutch cargo thing, honestly. Yeah, and, um, yeah, that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, but it's weird because... Oh, sorry. Yeah, Billy... So Billy sounds like a real boy. Jeffy sounds like a real boy. Dolly sounds like a 30-year-old woman. <laughs> Yeah, do they get, like, kids to voice the cartoon kids in this? Or, like, like in Peanuts? Well, I think Dolly is the only one who has a singing role, so they had to get a professional singer to do her. Oh, yeah. So, huh, But it's still sort of weird that the boys will be talking like normal boys, and then she'll, you know, ring out like, I don't think PJ will be able to find the eggs! <laughs> well, you know, Dolly... Billy, I want to see your manager! <laughs> Dolly is, you know... Well, that's that is exactly what she is, though. She is she is a um, you know thirty five year old wine mom. It's uh, <laughs> just uh, you know you, you can just um, vodka you can just, mom. Yeah, she's she's a she is a colossal shrill harpy who just bosses everyone around, and um, you know uh, it's so yeah, it makes sense that she she's got the adult voice. She she is she is a hundred percent like uh, uh, I want to demand I want to see the manager sort. <laughs> so all this all this cuteness is interrupted by Fell bursting in, going, "Look what I found!" And she's got some sort of egg shaped viewmaster or something. Yeah, a do you thing know apparently this thing? That Have was, you ever seen one? I've never seen anything like that in my life, except in this special. But apparently, it was a thing from when they were in college. Yeah, she said, it was in my high school box! Oh, she says with well, this weird enthusiasm, like, oh, high school! The last time I didn't have children underfoot. That was, uh, well, you know, because the family circus, when did it premiere? Like, when, when uh, was Bill Keen in 60s? high school? 60s? Okay, so yeah, Bill Keen, that. you know, he was, he was um, high school during, what would that be like? Nineteen fifty-five. Okay, so yeah. you know, you probably like you went to you know you went to high school. You got your Letterman jacket and your your weird egg that you look inside of. And <laughs> it's just you no know, par for the course, you know. Yeah. 
Um, but oh uh, man, that story about the two teenagers whose uh, car stalled on the on the on the train tracks, and one of them run, running back because she had to get the egg that you look inside of, and the car <laughs> hit her. It was terrible. <laughs> well, you know how it happened. They the first yeah, the the teenagers they drove up to Neckout Point, and they heard on the radio, "Watch out, because they're an escape maniac out there with an egg for a hand." <laughs> And then the next morning, when they opened the door, there was an egg uh. on the handle. <laughs> the classic of scary stories to tell in the dark. Well, there's something that there's something to add to the Midnight Society. There you go. A lot of, I'm just gonna be like, all right. So Bill Keen joins the Midnight Society. Yeah. Have a little footnote. Okay, folks, this one won't make a lot of sense at first, but bear with me. In about in about eight months, when we finally get to premiering this episode of this podcast with the family circus in it, it's all going to make sense. It's all going to fit together. <laughs> just, just you know, just remember this. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, so an egg that you look in and it gives you. I guess it's. Uh, do they actually? Yeah, I guess it shows the Easter Bunny. They they only show what's inside the egg during a fantasy sequence. Yeah, you never see I, what's literally inside the egg. All yeah. I know is that Billy looks inside and he says, I see the Easter Bunny. He's yeah. hiding eggs. So presumably it's like a Viewmaster type thing. Yeah. You know? um, which I have seen, and I have a Viewmaster here with me. It's got, oh, you do. It's got two little wheels that go with it. One is Kingdom of the Dinosaurs. The other <gasps> Ooh, one... the Age of Dinosaurs! Yeah, you probably had that same one, I'm guessing. <laughs> and then the um, other... Mm-hmm. I have one that was like a big sampler of weird of things, and it was all licensed properties, like Muppet Babies and so forth. And then there was this one image of a actual model... And it was a jack-in-the-box with a huge nose poking it, and it said, N, nose. What? Yeah! <laughs> that has been with me for the last 30 years, and now it's in your head. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so I feel so I feel like they were like, okay, we're just going to grab images from television, right? Which yeah. is like, okay, we got the Muppet Babies, we got other licensed properties, and then we're going to have the... Uh, the thing you put on like really early in the morning before the actual shows start, that kind of station <laughs> ID thing that like, you know, you know, like the one that in the old days would just have a picture of like a, you know, a native American with the, the war bonnet and everything. Right. And, and then in England, for some reason, it would be like a, a kid with a Jack in the box. Oh, really? So, is that? <laughs> I, I don't, I, that's what it sounds like. I remember like, <laughs> There was some weird image like that England would show in that um, that what had a kid with some weird like awful toy that apparently traumatized a lot of kids. We should ask uh, our, our mutual friend Eggy because I'm sure. Oh that, yeah. Uh, I'm, anything, anytime anything involving England comes up, I just use it as an excuse to make fun of him. Yeah, which is <laughs> weird because I mean he goes all over the place. He went to Prague. I was like, wow, Prague. He went to Prague. Yeah, I was like, dude, say hi to the golem for me. That is pretty cool. Prague is and the awesome. best thing is he actually met a golem, or like there was one on the street or something. So, so I'm glad that Prague takes its uh, golem history seriously. I would hope so. I mean, what else they what else have they got going for them over there? Um, Yosin Bazin. Well, I've never heard of it. 
<laughs> it's another monster. It's a monster that lives under the swamp and eats people. Is it really? Yeah, well, actually, it comes from a novelty song from uh, from Prague that was uh, really popular in the late seventies. Okay, so I did not. I will share I it did, with you later. <laughs> I did not know that uh, Czechoslovakia had its own uh, novelty music uh, uh, scene. It's nice that Prague is so rich in monsters. I mean, without it, I probably wouldn't know anything about Prague. Man, that's that's really cool. I I guess I should have been listening to. Um, I should have been listening to, uh, you know, Eastern Europe's premier uh, um, uh, radio show, Herr Dr. Professor Demento, to, uh, to hear more about this. It's coming up next, the Funny Ski Five Vich. <laughs> With Weird Vich, Al Vich, Yankovic Vic Vich. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, so what? Uh, that's that. But that's the frog for you. Um, uh, you know they yeah. like to listen to actually they like to listen to prog rock. Oh, that's 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 good. <laughs> Episode's over now. I don't think we, <laughs> nothing's gonna top that. No, sorry, sorry. More family circus later or not? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the actual plot of this story is that uh, Dolly gets concerned that if the Easter Bunny hides the eggs, then PJ, the youngest child, the baby who never says anything, the quietest baby I've ever heard. He's, he never babbles or anything. He just looks around and smiles. It's a good he's baby. That, yeah, he's a very good baby. Well, you know, I mean, it's a good Christian household. I'm sure yeah. they, you know. Yeah. Little boy should be seen and not heard. Yeah. Right, PJ? Ruler comes down on the knuckles and PJ defiantly bites back his yelp of pain. That's right! Spoil the rod and spare the child, you know? No, wait, no, I got that backwards. <laughs> I'm stupid. <laughs> well, good, because I, I I went way too dark there. I'm glad you did something about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think it's hard not to, well, you know, it's hard not to read their, um, you know, the family circus with its, you know, increasingly large family and overbearingly Christian overtones as you know oh man you think they're quiverfuls <laughs> oh yeah absolutely they are 100 quiverfuls um oh. Thel is just pumping them out <laughs> they're they're they, you know, the family dugar or whatever they're called um but yeah i mean they're the so dolly it's like john was, and kate plus eight but it's like phil and bell and kid hell <laughs> Well, they have, um, so... Wait, did I yeah. say Phil and Bell? <laughs> Phil and Bell. <laughs> Phil and Bell. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, we don't do any drugs for these. This is just how we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, well, you know, um, you, might have got, you know, drugs are bad. No, drugs are bad. You shouldn't do drugs. Yeah. You know, we grew up in the 80s. I learned, we learned a lot about how drugs are not good for you. Like literally every show that was every cartoon that was not a holiday special was an anti-drug show. It's true. It's true. I mean, let's not forget that uh, the Jim Henson's Dinosaurs episode that specifically said that, you know, if one TV show does an anti-drug episode, that means all the other TV shows in the block will feel that they fulfill pressure to do an anti-drug episode. So say no to anti-drug episodes and say no to drugs. That's actually that's probably the the most compelling um, reason to say no to drugs. Yes. 
because man, there were so many anti-drug things. I I remember because um, uh, every it was like you'd watch TV and it's like okay, I'm really excited for the anti-drug episode of uh, you know Galaxy High. Oh, it's time for the commercials. <laughs> oh, here's the anti-drug commercial. Oh, it's great. It's a scary snake man who's going to tell me not to do drugs. And then after that, it's going to be the, the the jump 21 Jump Street dancers telling me not to do drugs. And then after and then that, it's, it's going to be the Ninja Turtles telling you not to do drugs and that you're no chicken. He's a turkey. Oh, man. You know what that reminds me? You remember um, Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue? Yes. Should we Which, do Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue, even though oh, it's yeah. not? Wait. It's got Garfield well, in some, it. You're right. It does have Garfield. It counts. It counts. Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue. Oh, man. I was about to say something about it, but now I'm like, maybe I should save it for the Cartoon All-Stars yes. to the Rescue one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now we know what we're doing next week. Yeah. Yeah. Because I got a lot to say about Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue. Yes. <laughs> Oh man, we are so much more excited about that than we were about uh, Family Circus. <laughs> family Circus East. Well, you know, I was kind of excited to do Family Circus Easter because I remember this one from when I was a kid. But yeah. then, yeah, I, I watched it and I was, and being like, eh. yeah, yeah, watching. It, it's like ah, it's inoffensive. You know, yeah. that's great. Um, I, I will mean, say that. Well, let's I see. Feel like, Go on. Oh, I just feel like in this one, the kids do have more personality than they do in the strip. But that doesn't really. That's kind of uh, a low bar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Billy's personality in the strip is that sometimes he draws the cartoons for Bill, and Dolly's yeah. personality is girl, and uh, Jeffy's personality is kind of, I don't know, tag along? Yeah, I mean, he really doesn't do... He's just there because uh, Bill Keen had a second kid, and a third yeah. kid in real life, yes. so he's obligated to put him in there. Um and PJ has almost no personality, so yeah. I mean, he's just he's just a silent observer on everything. So yeah, you know, I've I've often wondered, um, you know, if, if Bill, sorry, Jeff Keen and Glenn Keen, both growing up, one being a Disney animator, one being the the guy who took over the Family Circus. Um, who, who <laughs> of the two, like, who do you think has has um, made it bigger or who who is who's the one that like when they get to family get-togethers who lords it over the other well i mean the thing about family get-togethers is that that the the people who come to those family get-togethers are the retired ones who don't have to uh skip work to do it so it's all going to be older people which means they're all going to know the family circus not necessarily all going to have seen tangled or whatever yeah well you can imagine it's going to be like they're going there and they're and uh Glenn is like, yeah, I just, you know, finished work on, um, I don't know what, what the Disney thing is, Princess and the Frog or something. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, that's nice. That's nice, Glenn. That's nice. Oh, look, look I love the little, uh, the little dotted line. Oh, you should be more <laughs> like your brother. Um, when are you going to get a real job? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I remember this one time a while ago. Some dude, there was this weirdo guy who had a blog where he was like ranting about how much he hated Glenn Keane. It was the strangest thing. Um, oh, was it John Chris Falusi? Um, no, actually, it wasn't. Um, I do not know who this guy was because I have never been able to find this blog again. It was ah. some guy who was claiming that like he he started. It was this blog about like I'm calling out all the uh, so-called Christian. Christians in the animation industry who are all fake Christians. They're all oh. fakers. And Glenn Keane oh, it was is a Doug Ten Nepel. <laughs> Sorry, what? Oh, it must have been Doug Ten Nepel. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
I just remember this thing thinking it was so weird that this guy was like, he was claiming like, I'm the only Christian in the animation industry and they're all the others are fakers. And I was like, I didn't realize that there were that many people in the animation industry professing to be good Christians. I mean, that's, I mean, you know, I, 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 mean, like I don't how know. He said that like he was, like he was a professional wrestler and he was, you know, I'm the only <laughs> Christian wrestler. And you know, somebody's going to come up from outside. He's like, Oh yeah, I bet I love Jesus more than you do. Yeah. <laughs> He climbs over the turnbuckles and they start praying at each other real aggressively. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's why this blog is no longer available because Glenn Keane came in and like beat him over the head with a chair. <laughs> Where is the ref? <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, then they brought in a, uh, you know, they brought in a giant egg and they're like, what's going <laughs> to, what's going to come out of that thing? And, uh, you know, then, um, uh, some then it broke open and um, uh, 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 I I got nowhere. I can't think of a second. Dizzy Gillespie came out. Oh yeah, there you go. Oh no, they brought a giant egg and they were like, "What's gonna come out of there? It could be the playmate of the month. It could be anything." And then they just turn around and it's got a hole in it that you look in, and it's like, "Oh, it's Easter Bunny in there." <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> You saved it. You saved it, man. <laughs> it, it took a while to get there, but uh... it's it's funny how people like me who who know jack shit about wrestling outside of what we learned from reading old uh, how to play Nintendo games manuals in the eighties. They know jack shit about wrestling. Still know the gobbledygooker. Yeah, you know it's funny. The other um, a couple maybe months ago, there was a thing on the internet. Where for some reason a picture of an egg went viral, and um, and it was this thing where every day they would just post like, oh, there's a new crack in this picture of an egg. What's inside the egg? And all these brands were like, try, like bidding to be like, I'm gonna pay a million dollars to have the egg open up and it'll just say, you know, Hitachi or Subaru <laughs> or something. And it was just this weird thing that I saw. And of course, when it was going around, then I was like, I must immediately post a picture of the gobbledygooker. I need to get on this. Just, you know, to, to get viral fame. But then I forgot uh, because, uh, and yeah, I missed the boat on that one. But I, I felt the need to mention this so that people at home will know that I thought of that. I thought of that joke. I just, I didn't get out in time, but like, it would have been really funny. It would have been really good. So. Uh, so what turned out to be in the egg? I actually don't know. Um, <laughs> I didn't follow the story to its conclusion which probably means that someone paid a lot of money and they failed to reach their target demographic. Uh, ah. 39-year-old people who – guys who don't buy anything and just <laughs> – because I'm sure I'm, that's who they they really wanted to reach. Um, but, you know, I don't I'm know. Sure. What, would you buy, what would you buy if they just showed you a picture of it? What would be well, enough for you to be, to be uh, like, okay, I got to have it? Uh, well, I mean – Normally, I'd say nothing, but coming out of an egg, you know, that's that's a whole new ball game because, you know, that's that's the thing is like you see it coming out of an egg and previously it was inside the egg, but now it's out. So it's like it's an exciting. And so I would say um, the brand that I would purchase if I saw it coming out of an egg would be um, uh, Arby's. Arby's. Yes. Okay. If, yeah. If, I love if, that. If any Arby's sandwich was hatched out of an egg, I would eat it. <laughs> but 
what if it was an Ar- if Arby's it was Arby's now announcing that they were serving a Scotch egg on a bun? Is that like a Scottish egg or what's a Scotch egg? Oh, a Scotch egg is a hard-boiled egg wrapped in yeah, wrapped in sausage, breaded and deep-fried. That sounds great, actually. It does. I would absolutely eat that. <laughs> I would. I would have. I would probably like have awful, like you know, uh, you know, just gushing diarrhea for the rest of the day. But like, I'd still eat that. It sounds great. Hey, I'm gonna lay an egg myself. Oh, no, it's liquid. Ah! Hey, do they the yolks even... coming first? <laughs> oh, you ever? What is that thing? Do you ever? What is that dish? I don't know what it's called, but like um, we used to do it when I was a kid bits? where you um, – it's like a piece of bread, but you cut a hole in the middle of it and then you kind of fry oh, an egg Oh, egg in a basket. It. Yeah, yeah, that thing, you know? I always that- used to make that for my girlfriend because she loved uh, w- watching it being cooked in uh, V for Vendetta. So, Oh, I didn't know they, they did that in V for Vendetta. Yeah, yeah. It was something I, I learned my recipe from uh, Todd Wilbur, the uh, – the, uh, Top Secret Recipes guy. It was oh, the recipe that they use at Cracker Barrel. So, Oh, I didn't know that it was available at Cracker Barrel, actually. Oh, well, hmm. if there's an, a Cracker Barrel near you, there certainly isn't one near me. But Well, um, I the only time I ever see Cracker Barrels is when I'm on road trips. There seems to be uh, one of those things that you only see at, like, you know, kind of out-of-the-way places these days. Yeah. Um, you know, um, but I don't know that I've ever actually eaten at one. They're, Me neither, like, and I've also never eaten at Waffle House. So, yeah, I didn't realize we do have a Waffle House in this town, and I did not you realize do? until wow. I moved here that it was an actual thing. Like when people talk about Waffle House, I always thought that was a generic, and it, Me they too, just did, like you know. you know, like a breakfast joint, right? But it turns out Waffle House is actually a chain. Uh, so I was very surprised to actually hear that. Um, I have eaten there. It's it's food passable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hey, you know what else they do with speaking of breakfast, which apparently is a lot more interesting than the family circus. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an egg um, holiday, it counts. Yeah, there, exactly. There you go. It's thematic. Um, do you ever do that one? Um, uh, that thing. Okay, here, here's the thing about eggs. In America, right? We eat hard-boiled eggs. Mm-hmm. I don't think we we don't eat soft-boiled eggs here very much, do we? No, I've never. Well, I I know we do, in fact, own a wooden egg cup, but mm. I think uh, my mom might have bought that as a souvenir when she visited Denmark. So that is a very Dench thing. So, yeah. Dench, um, a very Judy Dench thing. Yeah, that's what you call <laughs> things from Denmark, right? Dench? Dench, yeah, Dench? Danish. They're not yeah. Dutch. Oh, Danish, that's right. <laughs> i was thinking of like the dutch i guess I was no. <laughs> uh, that wasn't even a joke actually i legitimately forgot that they're called danish <laughs> That's very fun. yes the fr- the french of france and the dench of dance yeah it makes sense i mean it makes sense that they're dench i'm sorry yes. like how people from belgium are the belch <laughs> i i don't know why it's no it's just it makes sense grammatically. I don't know why we have to make things more complicated. But um, yeah, so the English come from England and the Spanish come from Spanland. Yeah, exactly. And you know, um, just like the um, the the Scotch are from you know Scotchland. Yes. 
but um no there's a but yeah the, and the hollandaise uh, come from holland yes yeah and and uh back which you use on eggs so back to the uh the theme of the night eggs <laughs> yes. Um, yes eggs eggs well you know because yeah i i ate soft-boiled eggs when i was a kid but i didn't realize but i i realized just recently you know i haven't had one of those in like literally like 20 years yeah. and it's like you just don't make them in the states they just don't nope. it's not a thing um, it's not. And n- neither is toast soldiers. Oh, that's right. Which I didn't, I had not heard that term for it. But yeah, as a kid, you dip your bread into the egg yolk. And then I heard recently the, the term toast soldiers for that. Yes. Which, which is, again, when I, whenever I, I hear that, I'm always just like, ah, where's, where's that get cheesy bird? I need to yell at him. <laughs> I need to give him shit for this for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. To- Toast Soldier seems like some sort of terrifying halfway point on the way to inventing the Tin Woodsman, but <laughs> it, is, it does sound like a very Oz thing. Yes, I should include that in one of my Oz book plans. I've got like ten books planned if I wanted to ever actually sit down and write some Oz stories, but I just don't feel like there's enough of a wide enough market to be worth writing ten stories for, apart is from that... the sheer joy of it. But there does seem to be a very thriving Oz fandom, though. Yes, I guess so. I I, I forget how many of them are uh, overseas too. So that's that would be one thing. Oh, interesting. I know a lot. Yeah, I know a lot of British Oz fans. So. Huh. Oh, all those, you know, what do you call them? The, the Oz, Oz Takus? <laughs> they're just, you know, they love, they love that Oz. They're like, they're like always arguing about, you know, subbed versus dubbed Oz. <laughs> and, um, uh, you know, and, uh, or like pan and scan versus widescreen. Um, or their favorite Oz story when uh, they they make Shinji pilot the uh, the Tin Woodsman, <laughs> or, <laughs> and how their aunts and uncles are always giving them uh, DVDs of this uh, of that prison drama. They're like, "No, it's Oz, Grandma. Jeez, <laughs> yeah. you don't even know. Shut up." Yeah. <laughs> and then the grandma's like, "Oh, I know. I'll buy them this this uh, this novelty store from the uh, late '90s called Oz." <laughs> The the one from uh, different not different strokes the other one or was it different strokes Webster Webster maybe I don't know was that a show was... oh it was the Facts of Life oh I didn't know they had a show yeah there was a show called the Facts the Facts of Life and at the last in one of the later seasons uh, one of the main characters bought a novelty store and oh. So a lot of them were set in this mall store with all these wacky things hanging around. And I remember seeing novelty stores like those in the 80s, so it was very uh, of the time. Yeah, yeah, that was before they all got eaten by Spencer's. Yeah. Which, you know, is is great if you want to, uh, you know, buy uh, um, a, uh, you know, a couch cushion shaped like uh, Cartman from South Park. Yes, or if you want uh, endless fluorescent pot leaf t-shirts. Oh man, those are great! I I love to wear them because then I can tell people that I love pots. Oh wow! You know, I didn't realize they had an application in real life. Yeah, and it's really important to me because that is very central to my personality. Yes, um, it's also also, <laughs> also great if you have, like to buy uh, posters with lists of all the different kinds of shits you can take. Oh man, yeah, those are useful too because <laughs> you know you you would. And then what's also good is if you want um, to get, like, a shirt that has, like, it's, like, one of those long shirts that has, like, a lady's, like, bikini on it. And then you can, like, (laughs) 
and it'd be and it's funny because I go places and I'm like, you see my shirt indicates that I have a lady's bikini, but I don't oh. really. That's why it's funny. So that's no, quality humor, just just quality. Um, also, you can buy um, uh, one of those. Uh, what do you call them? Those little uh, those things where it's like a um, it's like a it's like a thing you put incense in, but it is shaped like oh. two skeletons like having sex. I don't know the word for it, but I know the item you refer to. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's it's gonna be next to the little pewter figurines of dragons, <laughs> or or a, a wizard doing the keeping up, keep on trucking pose, <laughs> or a giant wall of Rick and Morty merchandise. Oh, that's right, that's the new thing, isn't it? Uh, I forgot that time marches on, and Rick and Morty is the new thing. <laughs> I, but I, don't uh, worry, Rick and Morty is still right next to the uh, T-shirt for two. Oh yeah, um, you can also buy a big poster of Minecraft, but <laughs> but that's everywhere. I think every yes. store sells that one now. Boy, man, I remember being a kid and just paging through those big stand-up books of posters that they had in just about every store because I was like, I want something to go in my room besides the free posters that I get with Nintendo Power. Uh. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I remember... Um, uh, what posters did I have? I had... Gosh, I don't think I had... When I was... Uh, I didn't have any posters when I was a kid. But um, when I went to college, I had to get Starry Nights. I think that's, like, you know, required. Oh, that's required, yeah. Yeah, and the Scarface. We had a Scarface poster. Because yeah, why is that? I was everyone at the Starface Scarface poster. Did you have a Jim Morrison Doors poster? Oh, you know what? Um, we did. We did have that. Um, my freshman year, they had that poster. They had Scarface. I think they also had um, Reservoir Dogs, which was huh, a fairly new movie yeah. at that time. Yeah. Um, but you know, it was my freshman year dorm was what they call. Uh, it was a pretty stereotypical hot couch setup, so yeah, yeah they had all that stuff. Um, now, my my brother, who let who let me remind you, is in fact gay, but he didn't come out to me until uh, he was uh, coming close to thirty. Uh, didn't uh, well, he probably he probably didn't really. I don't think he knew very much about it himself until then. The only hot check he ever had a poster of on his wall was Jessica Rabbit, and I think that says a lot. Hmm. Well, you know, that's a good choice. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, you know, I, 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 I Jessica Rabbit. as, as, you know, as a furry, of course, I'm like, oh yeah, Jessica Rabbit's great. I could, you could improve her. Um, <laughs> but also yeah, like, thanks for uh, rabbits, huh? <laughs> yeah. But you know, Jessica Rabbit, it's also, it is actually also one of those things where it's like, if you're, it kind of makes sense. It's like, if you're, if you're gay, you're like, well, I, I, yeah, love that. Yeah. Love, I love I'm those into this boobies. extremely uh, you know caricatured version of femininity. It's like that's that's what a woman looks like. That's what I like. <laughs> sure like the woman's with their their boobs and their hair and um, you know checklist <laughs> feet yeah. <laughs> And they're 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 lady, you know, they're they're normal things that a lady has, you know. They're uh, I love it when the lady. Um, I love the late. The I, my favorite part of the lady is the thorax. <laughs> <laughs> love those ovipositors. Um, 
But um, yeah. Um, so um, Easter. Oh yeah, back to Easter because we're talking about <laughs> rabbits again. So yes. uh, yeah, so, wow, we actually did cycle it back. Good for us. Yeah, yeah, yay, yay! Welcome to the show where you just we just pat each other on the back all the time for doing yeah, the bare good minimum. for us. It's like this yeah. was. You know what? It's, you know, it's a great episode because I think anyone who was tuning in who really wanted to know about the family circus Easter will not be disappointed. They'll, 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 they'll leave feeling like I really feel like I got something out of this discussion. I feel like I know the family circus in a deeper way now. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm still on the first paragraph of my notes that I wrote here. So. Oh, sorry. Well, what, what, sorry, we got keep. Sorry, I keep getting us distracted. Okay, what else? Yeah, did, let's. What else should we last... say about the family circus? The last 20 minutes of this podcast will hustle through the family circus. Okay, so Dolly asks the legitimately good, good question, why does the Easter Bunny hide the eggs? And Thel says, oh, you know, I don't think anyone ever asks that question. It's like, <laughs> incurious much? And then she doesn't follow up on it. She just lets, lets it hang. Yeah, you're right. Um, I think kids ask that question all the time, honestly. Yeah. It's- and... It's yeah, probably and, the biggest question about Easter, other than any questions you might have about, you know, the divinity of, of Jesus and the Trinity and all that. What does this, you know, uh, what does this all have to do with uh, cavemen and dinosaurs and all that shit? <laughs> well, love you, we... Edgar. <laughs> yeah, so they're like, you know, you know, what if, if the Easter Bunny hides the eggs, PJ won't be able to find any and he'll be sad and... Billy's like, well, we can't do anything about that. And then it zooms really ominously on Dolly as she goes, yes, we can. <laughs> it's like, God, are you going to kill the Easter Bunny? What, what was that? It's the only way. <laughs> you must do it. Do it for PJ. Okay, so then Dolly goes in. So they wake up early, real early, and they hide the eggs themselves in really obvious places where uh, PJ will be sure to find them. And Dolly's, and then they're like, wait, if the Easter Bunny comes, he'll just rehide them in harder places. Oh, oh, remember that TV show we saw where Marlon Brando was catching animals? Oh, yeah. Was that a thing? Like in real life? <laughs> well, no, what they mean is Marlon Perkins. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> all right. Um, well, you know, it was, I'm sure it was a topical reference at the time. Yes. Well, I mean, it was already some, it was already, uh, pretty old timey at the time, uh, the only place I ever really knew about Marlon Perkins was from when the, the time that uh, Opus thought he was Marlon Perkins after having a terrifying encounter with the Basilope. Oh, yeah, I vaguely remember that. Was it Mutual of <laughs> Omaha's Wild Mutual of Omaha, thing? yes. Okay. And when your life gets exciting, it's good to have the nice people of Mutual of Omaha. You know, insurance <laughs> companies don't make enough nature documentaries anymore. Yeah, now they just make uh, funny 15-second car commercials. Yeah, it's like, maybe if, um, you know, maybe if, uh, you know, Geico uh, did a little bit more, um, you know, lions eating antelope in there, uh, yeah. you know, maybe then uh, we can consider them. I don't know. Yeah, what if they actually had the Gecko host one of those shows? That would actually be pretty good. I, I'd watch that. It'd be better than the caveman sitcom, shit. Did that, yeah, that didn't last very long. <laughs> um, but, uh, so anyway, yeah, you're saying they uh, they hide them in really obvious places. And then they catch the Easter Bunny. Yes, they set a trap for the Easter Bunny, and uh, they 
They catch him, as they say, and just as it's zooming out to commercial, the kids look directly at us, the audience, to go, we caught the Easter Bunny. And it's like, well, God, how long have you known I was here? Yeah, it's like, we caught the Easter Bunny. He's you! <laughs> you yeah, the Easter Bunny is like Muhammad. You always show him from the perspective of the camera. <laughs> it's uh, the uh, the next book in, what is it, uh, Piers Anthony's uh, Incarnations of Immortality. We caught the Easter Bunny. We now are the Easter Bunny. <laughs> oh my god, that would be great! <laughs> That was Piers Anthony, so, right? Yeah, that was. Incarnation okay, of Immortality. Yeah. <laughs> Celebrations of Immortality. You caught, you caught Tom Turkey. Now you are Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, God. <laughs> Actually, this sounds a lot better than the real Incarnation of Immortality, to be honest. I mean, I read two of them. I mean, there's there's a bunch of them. I only read the, the first one, On a Pale Horse. The one where the guy kills death, so now he becomes death. And then well, there's, way, way the hell later, there was one where a guy killed Satan and had to become Satan. Well, those are really the only interesting ones, because the other ones are all, like, abstract concepts, I think. Yeah, they? war, nature, fate. Yeah, it's like, that's not really as interesting. I mean, like, yeah. death and Satan, yeah, that's pretty badass if you get to be one of those guys. Also, yeah, it's great I that mean... you can just, like, literally shoot death with a gun. <laughs> I mean, it's like, oh, that. I guess that's how it works, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know um, what's really funny is well, that the know. incarnations... The Incarnations of Immortality appeared in the Bill and Ted comics. Really? Yeah, because, you know, they're, one of their best friends is Death. There was oh, yeah, a, that makes sense. Yeah, there was a comic where he was he sort of went on trial because he had been replaced by a much neat, nastier Death because he was so distracted hanging out with Bill and Ted all the time. So oh, he uh, calls the other Incarnations. So, yeah, War, Nature, and Fate all show up, and... Another character named Time Thumb, who was already a friend of Bill and Ted because they're always going through time. Yeah, and, okay, makes uh, sense. Yeah, War was a giant walking corpse with uh, arrows all over him, wearing a big shirt that said, What is it good for? And uh, That's pretty cool, actually. I like yeah. that. And Fate was a giant magic eight ball with eight arms. So Actually, these are really good incarnations of immortality. Yeah. This was not and, in the... The book no, though, this right? was not how they looked in the book. No, they, in the book they just look more or less human. Yeah. The comics, which were drawn by Evan Dorkin, he put a lot of uh, he put a lot of his juice into that. So nice, nice. No, that actually is pretty. That is pretty cool. So I like that yeah. a lot. Um, and then at the, in the very end of the series, there were only twelve episodes. Uh -huh. uh, Bill's dad, who the one who had previously been married to Missy, right. and then she divorced him and married Ted's dad instead. Right in the bogus yes. journey. And the, yes, in the last episode, he falls in love with nature. So okay, well, there's a happy ending for well, you. That's good. I'm I'm glad that he I'm I'm glad he found someone because you yes. know because um, it's 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 very sad that how yeah. that went down. Um, this 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 entire sequence sounds way better than uh, the books though because yes, because um, also since also wait since also since it's Piers Anthony. Yeah, I would expect like okay, here's how it goes down. Uh, uh, death comes in and um, I shoot him. Death falls down and his and his uh, his robe flies up and I and I see his panties. I totally see his death's panties. 
Because yeah. I'm Piers Anthony. And you're not wrong. I mean, Piers Anthony is a whole lot better when you're 12. Then you realize, holy shit, I should not have been reading this when I was 12. Yeah. Well, I remember, like, it's like, because I, I remember, like, uh, Piers, like, Piers Anthony, well, you know what? I mean, he's that, he's one of those guys who, like, all writers at a certain age discover they have the magic power to write their own porn. And <laughs> he did. And he's like, wait a minute. Okay, so from now on, it's all just uh, panties and boobs. Panties. And occasionally, uh, thousand-year-old demonesses who look like four-year-olds. Oh, yeah. Doesn't he also do the thing with, like, centaurs with, like, giant lactating, like, breasts? Uh, I think you have a different author for that one. I don't know about the lactating part, but the the centaurs in Xanth, at least, they're they're very uh, casual about sex and pooping and everything that we find gross, but uh, they think displays of magic are vulgar and disgusting and should only be done in private. Well, you know, you got to respect their culture. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, well, that's that's Piers Anthony, an interesting fellow. Yeah. Um, he's, you know what? He lives his bliss. I love, you know, I loved his work as a kid, but I cannot blame anyone who feels that they cannot, who can't support him. So I feel like has he has there been have there been unseemly revelations about him? Um, apparently he gets a lot of fan mail from uh, from pedophiles in prison. Okay, well, well, yeah, you know, I mean, the company you keep, you know. Well, you know, um, okay. Uh, and, uh, Piers Anthony is his next book. Uh, actually it's called a Phoebophilia. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, uh anyway, anyway, <laughs> speaking of, uh, little girls who are actually 30 year old women, Dolly is <laughs> nice singing a song. <laughs> <laughs> so you were saying, yes. So yes. Dolly's been singing this song about uh, where she uh, where she asks the Easter Bunny, "Why do you hide that? Uh, why do you hide the eggs and make them so hard to find? Why can't you just leave them on the toy box or something?" Blah 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 blah. And it's it's sort of weird to me because they were literally just dying and coloring these eggs themselves. Which makes me wonder why she's not asking why the Easter Bunny redistributes their eggs in the first place. Oh, yeah. You know, that's a good question. So (laughs) why don't you just come into our house and move them a little? (laughs) Yeah. You know, that is interesting because most Easter specials, they always have the Easter Bunny like dying the eggs in his Easter abode, you know? Yeah. And, and that's not really them. how it works in real life at all. No. I mean, usually you do, you dye the eggs yourself, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. an activity for kids. And then the Easter bunny just puts them everywhere. So we really I don't know. There's a lot them. of stuff kind of left over from the time when the kids just woke up and the adults had had all the fun themselves. Like when oh, you watch, yeah. watch these old riff tracks, Christmas films where it shows the kids are in bed and daddy is bringing the tree in and decorating it himself. So the kids will find it in the morning. Yeah. My dad said that's how they did it when he was a kid. Yeah. What a weird thing. Yeah. I mean, does that definitely was not the way that I remember it. No, no. We all, we always have uh, tree decorating parties at my house. So, yeah. So I guess, yeah, maybe at some point, like, the adults also did the eggs, and then at some point, maybe adults were like, "Wait a minute, why are we doing all the work like suckers? Let <laughs> the kids do it." Um, 
the Easter Bunny, I do remember we did dye the eggs, but the Easter Bunny did bring chocolates. In yes. Addition. So that is that something was, he brings. Yes. Hmm. Now okay. my, f- my absolute favorite Easter story in any comic strip is from Foxtrot. Because mm-hmm. it, it is one of the best examples of timing in a comic strip. Where Jason is sitting next to Paige on the couch and he... And he's got this big smile on his face as he says, I can't wait till tomorrow morning when the Easter iguana makes his rounds. Early in the morning, before anyone wakes up, he scoots from his lair and seeks out baskets full of chocolate and jelly beans. Then he gobbles everything up and scoots back to his lair with no one the wiser. Why are you telling me all this? Oh, no, I'm getting to that. Now for a small fee. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that Jason. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> ah, but um, uh, so wait, so what? So so wait, where were we? Yeah. We're, okay. They caught the Easter Bunny. Okay. Except they caught him. It seems to just be an actual rabbit. Right. And it's also a very friendly, playful rabbit with no fear of humans. So it's very clearly an escaped pet. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but which makes sense. Thal is still like, oh, let him go. You know, he won't be happy here. It's like, no, he'll be very, he'll be in terrible danger. He's a domestic rabbit. Yeah. You should He's also put an ad in the paper or something. Yes. He's a white rabbit. So, yeah, yes. you're right. Very clearly domestic. So, uh, he escaped from a 4-H. <laughs> so then there's a bunch of uh, physical comedy with uh, the rabbit. They're trying to shoo the rabbit out, but he runs into the house instead. And then the dog, Barfy. Right. What a weird name for a dog. Barfy? Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing that was a... an actual dog's name. It's a thing a kid would name a dog, you know? It is, yeah. And maybe you in know, the 1950s, Barfy didn't have the same meaning as it does today. Yeah, to me, it sounds like you would spell it with that, you know, green puking emoji, but... Uh... Yeah, yeah. Well, I think probably it was like, it's like how a kid would say Bark or Barky or something, you barky, know? Barky, Barky. It's like the yeah. name of a dog. Do- that's the name... The noise a dog would make, and so. But we wanted to name him Barky Mark and the Funky Bunch, but. <laughs> and you know the other the other dog was uh, Sam, I think, right? Yeah, Sam, which is you know I actually my when I was growing up my grandparents had a very nice little fuzzy dog named Sam, and he looked a lot like this one, so that was a little nice little family connection there oh, for nice. me. Yes. And they have a cat whose name is Kitty Cat. Well, you really strained yourself on that one, didn't you? Yeah, I, I feel... And um, they do that... Oh, man, I really... I don't know why I got so annoyed at, like, Dolly when she's trying to, like, coax the cat out from under the trap. Yeah, because the the cat... They they make the, the kind of trap where you pull a string to drop a box. And they found, initially, Kitty Cat just to sleep in this box, so they shoo her out. And then she's like, oh, okay, well, you're done with the box now that you've made it into a trap, so I'll get back under it. Yeah. And Dolly's all like, oh, I've got your favorite cat food here. It's like, <laughs> Dolly, it's not going to work. Cat's not stupid. No, cat, no. It's like, it doesn't doesn't understand what you're saying, first of all. You have to have an actual tree, you stupid idiot. God, yeah. she's terrible. Or you can just write a series of arrows that say cat food. Cat food. Cat yeah. food. But you have to spell it fud. <laughs> F- cat fud. Cat yeah. fud. <laughs> Oh, please. That's how you get it into the uh, washing machine. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> uh, uh, actually, 
Another question, how did the what how did this rabbit get into their backyard when they have two dogs? Wouldn't any rabbit smell the dogs and be like, "Whoa, stand clear of there." You would think. I mean, but but it just was lured in by the siren song of that carrot. Yeah. I'm imagining the carrot uh, putting on a little uh, hula dress and uh, playing a ukulele to entice the rabbit. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's because I've been playing a whole bunch of Cuphead lately. <laughs> it was doing that thing where, like, the rabbit was on a desert island and uh, yeah. <laughs> it just things start looking like, you know, food. It does, and then it does the thing where, it, like, it rubs its eyes and then, like, boing! <laughs> no, it would be funny it would be if you're there you're stuck on a desert island with a whole bunch of food and you have nothing to do but eat and you're really bored and then the food starts looking like sexy girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, so the the rabbit... Barfy chases the rabbit out of the house. Well, actually, no. The rabbit chases Barfy out, and they are, the rabbit is clearly having a ton of fun chasing the dog around. The dog is absolutely terrified. You know what? Actually, I will say this, though. That is accurate. Because, is it? Um, because I've had, like, rabbits. They are colossal assholes. <laughs> they are seriously, like, they are, like, nasty animals. Um, and they are, like, just really, um, they're very belligerent. And very aggressive. And because um, one of the things that we had for a while, for example, we used to keep a rabbit. Uh, her name was Sophie. And, Sophie. You know, nice. Uh, you know, um, but she was well, – the funniest thing about her was she, she hated um, – she, she, she was a little aggressive. She didn't like other animals. But we also had chinchillas. And oh. the chinchillas realized that, like, Sophie did not like them. So whenever we let them out, they would immediately run into her cage and jump around to harass her, and she would chase them. <laughs> so it was actually kind of funny to watch, but, like, she would chase them. She would chase any, like, you know, she was just, like, and we, uh, we've we had other rabbits, too, and they're always huh. just kind of, you know, they got attitude. Well, my, when my mom was a teacher, which was for the, the span of 22 years, for a while she had a couple of classroom pets. She had the guinea pig, Bob Bear, who became our own pit, guinea pig. And uh, the kids named Bob Bear, and only later on did they realize, Mom realized they were making a pun on Baboso, which means idiot. <laughs> oh. In, in... Yeah, it's, it's in Spanish, yeah. Bob, oh, okay. Oso is bear, so Bob Oso. So, oh, I did not know that. It was actually actually pretty clever, but we loved we loved Bob. He was the father of a whole dynasty of guinea pigs for us. Oh, very and cool. And she also had a rabbit with the very clever name of Fluffy. And... <laughs> But she, once in a while, when I went over to her classroom to help her clean up, like at the end of the year, Bob and Fluffy would be there and we'd let them both out. And Bob, being a guinea pig, would just stand there like a speed bump. So uh, <laughs> Fluffy treated him as such. He would l run headlong at him, sight from the side, and then just stop on a dime and turn <laughs> as if that... Bob had reflected him like a, like a <laughs> ping pong paddle. <laughs> That's a very rabbit thing to do. They, seem yes. to, they like to start stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> They're instigators, those rabbits. Um, Sometimes but, uh, you would hop right over Bob, too, but... Uh... That is funny, yeah. Uh, but I've noticed, yeah, with when you get into, like, small animals, that's kind of, you know, guinea pigs are just... Guinea pigs are either scared or just, like, they're scared of everything or they're just completely blasé. Yes. There's, like, no middle ground with them. It's interesting. And Some guinea pigs don't seem to be domesticated so much as trapped. But. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
But um, others are very, very friendly and will uh, happily sit in your sit in your uh, lap and uh, wicker for hours as you feed them carrot sticks. So yeah, my my experience is most most uh, small animals um, have their um, you know their 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 charm, except for hamsters, which are the worst things in the world. Hamsters can be pretty mean. Oh, I hate hamsters. They're awful. But uh, um, are we talking golden hamsters here? Because I always thought the dwarf hamsters seemed like they might be friendlier. Um, and I wondered if that might be why they're so much more popular now. Um, my experience is actually with dwarf hamsters. Oh, and okay. um, I've never had a good experience with them. They mm. they want to be out and they bite anything to get there. So, <laughs> uh, But anyway, I, I digress once again. <laughs> but uh, yes. The important thing is that the rabbit chases the dog out of the house and then exits the yard, I think. <laughs> the rabbit chases the dog out of the house, around the tree, and back in the house again. There, now you know how to, how to uh, tie a bowline knot. <laughs> and then, um, then they go to church, don't they? Yeah, they go to church and... Well, no, that's at the very end. Oh, there's more, sorry. Yeah, there's what? more because uh, the... Because... Then they're like, okay, time for the Easter egg hunt. And we set it all up so uh, uh, yes. so PJ can find the eggs. And then that little shit Jeffy is just like, wow, look at all the eggs. And he just picks what? them all up. And, like, what an asshole. Seriously. You, it was 10 minutes ago that you did this. I know. It's like, I was watching this and I was like, what, what Jeffy, you're literally ruining the whole point. The whole reason you guys had to get up in the middle of the night and do all this. And, oh, what a little... No, this is the kind of story you write about your kids when you secretly hate them. Yeah, well, I mean, see, look at Bill Keen's dead-eyed stare. This entire uh, special—he's—he's been through a lot with these kids. Yeah, he's really—he's just tired. He's just nice to say I'm so happy, right, dear? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Well, now that Jeffy has stolen all the eggs, what's what's going to happen now? What what's left for PJ? Well, he finds the one egg that nobody remembered and nobody could find. It was in the hardest place to find that. And nobody remembered hiding it there. So they're like, the Easter Bunny himself must have really done it. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So that's that's your Easter miracle, you know, apart from, you know, rolling back the rock and everything. But uh, yeah, you roll back the so, rock to the dawn of time. Yes. Fresh, fresh lemon, fresh. Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got that confused with the uh, commercial that Oil is playing at the same time as the commercial for that movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Was it the one for Lemon Pledge? Yes, the Lemon Pledge commercial. It always always came right after the commercial where the guy who played Droppo in uh, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians has a couple of grandkids with him. And he says, okay, you two, where did dinosaurs come from? And they go, New York City! Eh. And then they're like, get a rope. <laughs> My thought exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Pace Picante dinosaurs are from, uh... <laughs> made by people in Death Valley who know what dinosaurs were supposed to taste like. Yeah. Presumably. <laughs> no, like, you know, New York dinosaurs where they all, they're like, oh, feathers and they run fast. Not like real Death Valley dinosaurs. Yeah. The good, they're good, like mom used to make, the good kind, where they're big and fat and dumb. Yeah, not the kind of dinosaurs that you um, <clears throat> spread cream cheese and locks on. <laughs> if you know what I mean. 
the mm, kind speaking of, of speaking of reptiles, the kind of dinosaurs where their scientific name is in triple parentheses. <laughs> God, how do we get on these things? <laughs> yeah, apparently it's like, oh yeah. Uh, uh. So anyway, there comes the long musical number where the kids get to meet the Easter Bunny. This is this takes place inside the Viewmaster egg. They look into it, and then they're all inside this wonderful Easter kingdom, and they get to meet the real Easter Bunny, who is big and yellow, and has the voice of Dizzy Gillespie. Yeah, because um, who else would voice the Easter Bunny? Yeah. I can it's, think of a lot of people, but Dizzy Gillespie, of course. Yeah, yeah. I'm. When is this movie from? It's from like what, nineteen sixty something? This is the seventies, late seventies. I, I actually didn't realize he was alive at that point. Oh yeah, um, he was on the Muppet Show. Oh, was he? You know, yeah. I'm. I'm probably mix. I'm. I'm sure that I'm mixing him up with like Cab Calloway or something. Oh uh, yeah, I always I, confused him with. Um, Oh, what's his name? The colors of the rainbow, so pretty yeah, in the sky. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. But I, no, Dizzy I, Gillespie, he was still around. Yeah, I always think Dizzy Gillespie is a, is someone who like like they like his hedge to be chasing Betty Boop or something, you know. But <laughs> I'd I be glad was, when you did, you Easter Bunny. <laughs> yeah, but I guess he was active a lot later than I realized. So yes, um, but uh, oh, this is from 1981. Oh wow! All right, um, yeah, that know, recently. He's, uh, you know, he does a pretty decent Easter Bunny, though, you know, I mean, he's, uh, I feel um, like he, he wasn't giving a hundred percent. He seems, or maybe he's just old and his voice is kind of blown out by now. Yeah. Well, he probably was like, they were like, Hey, we want you to be in a family circus. And he was like, uh, sure. Whatever. Really? Yeah. Any black people in it? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, you get to be the rabbit. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay. You, you, you get to be the capering bunny. Okay, great. <laughs> Right. Yeah, you get to do a little dance and maybe a little bit of mammy. <laughs> yeah, no. it's like, he was, he was just like, yeah, yeah, great. I okay. love it. Exactly hey, it's me, the Easter um, Bunny. But, you know, he does solve the riddle of the episode and yep. uh, teaches us what the Easter Bunny, why the Easter Bunny hides eggs instead of putting them on a hippopotamus, as Dolly yes. says. Um, and the reason it's a pretty is, repetitive song. Yeah, it's really not that uh, but they love it. They played it twice in this in this twenty minute you know special, so they really thought highly of it. Um, yeah. And um, the answer is, I guess that if you if you don't have to work for something, you don't appreciate it. So the Easter Bunny is like, yeah, mm-hmm. bootstraps. You know that that apply, appeals applies to chocolate eggs, but uh, not to rent. So. Uh... <laughs> yeah. This is a. Uh... <laughs> This is um so that's that's the uh, that's then then they have that song and that's about it I guess yeah. right also I can also I can tell that this wasn't written with the intention of Dizzy Gillespie doing the voice they were just gonna get anyone and they're like oh we got a uh, we got a celebrity we'll just toss him in because if it had been written around Dizzy Gillespie there would have been a joke about him hiding the eggs in his cheeks oh yeah that's right because <laughs> uh, he's always doing that he's the guy who makes that face right yeah that's yeah his thing. okay yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, they, they, it's pretty much like whoever they could get, you know, and they're like, yeah, Dizzy Gillespie, why not? Why um, not? <laughs> yeah, and he doesn't even have a trumpet or anything, does he? You're right, he doesn't even play the horn, he plays a, he plays a piano or a calliope. Yeah, mm-hmm. which, 
okay. I mean, why not? Yeah. But yeah, it I is mean, a big waste of kind of his his um, signature move. Yeah. Oh well. I mean, you know, a check's a check. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know. I mean, uh, hey. just ask those guys in Prague. Ah! <laughs> Run it back. <coughs> I love it. See, see, there's a method to the madness. Yes. And so the last thing we see is uh, they're all at church and the collection plate comes along and uh, Dolly whispers to PJ, that's God's Easter basket. And then she takes a colored egg and hides it under some of the money and says, he'll like it better if he has to look for it. It's like, <laughs> which is, okay. Yeah. Which is cute. I, I, if there's anything that I like about their take on religion, it's how much they, they humanize God. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it is what a little kid would, would think, and it's it's kind yes. of adorable. Um, Though I'm disappointed uh, there wasn't like a Marvel Marvel movie post credit sequence where we uh, see the minister going through the collection plate and finding the egg. What the hell? <laughs> I just like have God saying like, no, God needs money. <laughs> I'll just throw it all up into the air and whatever God can catch, he can keep. Yeah. <laughs> no, they should, uh, it should be like the end of uh, Star Trek V. Where he's like, did you bring me the egg? And they're like, what does God need with an egg? Can't you lay your own? <laughs> well, can God can can God lay an egg so it can make a big so big egg so big that even he can't lay it? <laughs> Could God create an egg so big that even he can't wrap it in sausage and deep fry it? <laughs> can oh God. I just was like, can God can God create an egg so big that even he becomes egg bound? Oh, <laughs> Yeah, my wife was just like, ah, in the next room. Uh, egg bound. Yeah, that was, that was not, yeah, that doesn't go a good place. That's, no, I'm, I'm sorry. No. Oh, sorry, well, God. Well, now I know what to call the earthbound fan fiction I'm writing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Happy Easter, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>